0: So I'd like to read to you from Luke chapter 9. About eight days after Jesus said this, I think we need to stop there because um, what, what has Jesus been saying? I think it's always really important when you're reading the Bible if it says, after these things were said or after that, this amount of time, this happened. You need to go back and, and see what those things were because oftentimes they're connected. So what was happening before this? Um, Oh, just a couple things. Jesus fed the (coughs) 5,000. Jesus asked the disciples, who do the crowds say that I am? And they said, some John the Baptist, some Elijah, others said a prophet. And then he says, who do you say that I am? And and what did Peter say? Biblical scholars, what did Peter say when, when asked who Jesus was? You are the Messiah, or the Christ, or the anointed one. You can use all those terms, they all mean the same thing. So, okay, so, so he says, you're the, you're the Messiah. And then Jesus said, don't tell anybody. And then, and, then, and, then, um, and then he says, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So he's just gotten basically eight days. So a week later, I'm sure that's still ringing in their ears because not only did he say that, he said, then the son of man's going to die and be raised again. And so I'm sure that was, that was completely out of left field for them. So now... Now this happens. After eight, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, James, and John. Um, just if you ever want to wow people, their 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 WWE names, James and John are the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's a, literally they called them the the Sons of Zebedee, but they also called them the Sons of Thunder. I'm not really sure um, if WWF was formed then or not, but anyway, that's. Uh, Sons of thunder. So if you ever want to wow anybody with your biblical knowledge, you can tell them that James and John, they're the sons of thunder. So they went up with him to the, up to, onto a mountain to pray. And as Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became bright as a flash of lightning. Two men. Who are the two men, kids? Do you remember? Who? Yes, Very good. Very good. Not Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, but two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they had become fully awake, that's just a fascinating little phrase. I'm not not even really sure why it gets recorded, but uh, just fascinating. Like, how could you be asleep when Jesus is glowing like a flash of lightning? But whatever. Uh, These are the disciples. Um, They saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at that time what they had seen. If you want happiness in life, stop buying things and buy experiences. That's the brain research right now. That stuff... Doesn't make us happy. Experiences give us happiness. Going and doing things, being being with other people. That's why, you know, like things like the Super Bowl are so exciting. It's an excuse to have an experience, isn't it? For many people on their bucket list is you know going to the Super Bowl, because they want that, they want that experience. Why would you go to the Super Bowl when the best seat in the house is right on your couch? because you've got thousands of other people there, right? It's probably some of the best people watching you could ever do. And then just the energy of that. That's 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 why, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we gather in congregations is because sure we could worship alone, but when we come together there's a different kind of a spirit there. And so experiences experiences Give us a, a much different kind of happiness and joy than things do. So they say instead of instead of you know instead of buying something that would represent going to Super Bowl, go go to the Super Bowl, like have that experience or 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 whatever, or take your kids on a hike or or whatever. Don't don't buy them toys that that virtual reality hike. You know, go do the thing. Be together. Do that. And so. We, we lift up these experiences and, 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 and we think about them and, and, and we dream about them. Brain research also says that, that if you plan your vacation time or your days off ahead of time, you'll be, you'll be much more fulfilled because you'll be anticipating it. So um, it's been really interesting for our family because we're usually the people who are like, oh yeah, we should probably go on vacation this year. Oh, we probably need to go see family in Nebraska. Okay, well, how expensive are the plane tickets? because we're only a month ahead, you know? If that. So this year I said we're going to we're going to we're going to plan a vacation. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there. Because I just I, because I just wanted to I, I wanted to have that time of anticipation. I wanted to be saying, "Okay, you know, I mean, when things are when when, when you know, when we're sort of feeling like we're in the sludge of things, okay, well, it's coming up. It's coming up." I mean, I mean, I know for some people like like today they've been They've been looking forward to today. I'm sure, I'm sure a, a couple of football players have been looking forward to today, right? I'm sure there are a couple who are not looking forward to today because they're not there. Tom Brady. But anyway. Um, so, oh, we got to give a little shout out to the Charlotte people in the, in the house right here. We've got some Charlotte people here. Cam Newton fans. I grew up in northwestern Nebraska. A little bit of a Broncos fan, so we're not giving too big of a shout-out to either. We'll just be kind to each other. We're not going to the same party, I don't think, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so experiences, you know, we get, we get enraptured by them, we get excited by them, and, and oftentimes then what we try to do is we try to sort of memorialize them. I don't know if you've ever gone somewhere, visited someplace, and had an amazing experience... Maybe it was that restaurant you went to with the, with the really good service that I asked you about this morning. And then you went back later, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah, you can't, I mean, experiences, you, you can't recapture the magic. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. For whatever reason, just as people. I mean, you're different, the place is different, all of that. It's just different. So, so in this story, here we have this amazing experience. I mean, the disciples are, are, are a lot like us, or a lot like me, I'll, I'll say, in that oftentimes I don't realize, you, you know, the amazing thing that's happening while it's happening. And, and especially for them, in this particular time, in, in, in the writing of Luke, um, you know, they're just discovering that they're not going to ride Jesus' coattails to lead the country. Jesus just let them know for the first time, yes, I am the Messiah, um, but the Messiah is going to die. And that was not a thing. Like, that was a new word for the disciples. So I'm sure, because they were steeped in the, in the Old Testament and in the prophecy, I'm sure that they were sort of thunderstruck. We're like, what is going on? And so then, so then they have this experience, this amazing experience. Jesus starts to glow, basically. His face is somehow changed. Um, it says metamorphosis is sort of the, is the Greek word behind it, metamorpho, oh, oh, too many O's in that. But so metam- where we get our word metamorphosis, so it's transfigured or, or, or changed. And, and so here they have this experiment, and then Moses and Elijah show up with which, and Moses and Elijah represent the law, Moses, and the prophets. Because the traditional belief is that Moses wrote the first five books of what we call the Bible, that he wrote the Torah. That's, so he represents the law. And then Elijah represents the prophets, So two huge figures um, in the life of the Jewish faith. So now so Moses and Elijah and then Jesus all together. I mean, can you imagine? I don't know who you, I don't know who your greatest heroes are, but can you imagine that they're, all, all of a sudden they're all together with someone you've been hanging out with for a while, who you think is pretty special, but you don't really know how special? Boom. So having this experience, so Peter, Immediately, he's like, "Let's memorialize this. Let's lock it down, so that we can remember this happened." It's really interesting because Peter is 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 always the one. I mean, he's the he's the one to say, "You're the Messiah. You're the Christ." He's the first one to do that, and then and then of course he's the one who denies Jesus three times later. So he's sort of this brash. He's sort of you know is all over the place. But here he's like, "Let's memorialize this. Let's." Let's hold on to this. And then the cloud moves over them and and the voice of God comes and said, this is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. Don't memorialize this situation. You are in the presence of my son. Just be there. And by the way, there's a little side note there. Get back to work. I mean, they're there to pray and, and, and do that, and that's, that, that's wonderful. Because what happens right after this, they go back down the mountain, and the first thing Jesus does is heals a boy. I mean, he doesn't, Jesus doesn't just sit on top of the throne and be like, Oh, look at me, Moses and Elijah. He goes back, and he, and he goes back among the people. And so that's why the sermon title is, What About Super Bowl Monday? Because we often have these mountaintop experiences and we want to hold on to them. And then, but, the, but the real work of faith, the real, the, the real opportunity to have the experience of God on a regular basis is on Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. When you put into place a practice of faith where you're, where you're listening to Jesus on a regular basis... There's more of an opportunity, I think, for you to begin to see those amazing experiences when you see the hand of God working in different places and times when when you might take an opportunity to do something that you might not have done before. I was talking with some of the, the Scout leaders earlier and talking about all the stuff that we have going on and, and, um, and I think I was sharing with maybe one of the, one of the moms that's here and uh, about, about you know sort of how we how we operate around Westminster, and I said, well, oftentimes what we do is, is when opportunities come our way, we sort of say yes, and then we figure it out afterwards, because we trust that God is hopefully in it, and you can do that, I think, when you're, when, when you're steeped in the scripture, when you're steeped in prayer, when you're steeped in worship on a regular basis, you, you can begin, because you begin to see where God is working, that you know, that in the midst of, of seeking to to host um these families that are homeless from Caritas, that yes, it's a mess. And yes, there's logistics and there's food that needs to get to people, and all that is, and all that is 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 hard and 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 difficult, but it's also holy. God's in the midst of it because it's the regular daily stuff of life. Just like God is present when we share the bread and the wine or the juice. We believe God is present in these common, everyday things. They had bread and wine at at every meal. It was just common stuff. I don't know what you have at every meal, but, you know, my dad always had bread and butter. But it's in this common everyday, ordinary stuff that, that God shows up. Martin Luther said that, because that, how Lutherans talked about, talked about um, communion is that God is in, with, and under. In, with, and under the bread. In, with, and under the wine or juice. In, with, and under. And so Martin Luther said, to make this clear to you, just how present God is in all things, God is in, with, and under my cabbage soup. That was a common, everyday, ordinary thing. And that everything... Everything is holy. You are holy. God has set you apart to do an amazing work in your life and in the lives of those around you. Maybe you haven't figured that out yet. But the more you begin to try to steep yourself in the word of God and in prayer and in worship, you're going to begin to see where God is working and you're just going to, I think, more naturally walk right into that and then you can say yes and figure out the details later later so as you're having your party tonight or whatever you're doing i hope you have a great time go broncos God, so <laughs> amen